Welcome to the Christian Essentials Podcast, sponsored by ChristianGiftDepot.com and by iSuccess Academy, helping people succeed. Now, here's your host, Teddy Levron. Hello, welcome back to the Christian Essentials Podcast. I hope you've had a chance to download the Three Essentials ebook and the worksheet from last week. If not, you can find them at ChristianEssentialsPodcast.com. Uh, just look for the links in episode number two, and you'll be able to download those documents and uh, either follow along with those podcasts or uh, be able to start a personal Bible study based on the Three Essentials for Christian Living book. Uh, just a quick reminder about what the three essentials are that we're talking about. The first is birth. We must have a spiritual beginning or be born again, as the Scripture describes it. The second essential is growth, which once we've begun into this relationship with the Lord, we need to grow in our faith and our understanding of God's Word. The third essential that we've been talking about is reproduction. The Scriptures give us uh, a task of sharing what we know with others and helping them to come into relationship with God and helping them to grow in their faith as well. So today we're going to take a closer look at the first of the three essentials, which is the idea of spiritual birth. How do we actually get born into the family of God? Why is it important and necessary for each one of us to do? How can we share this information with other people in a simple way once we have an understanding of this relationship that God wants with us? So we'll cover all of these points as we go along and uh, also if you go to our website, uh, look at uh, the link for episode three, and uh, you'll see in the show notes that there's our uh, download links again for a free copy of the Three Centrals for Christian Living book. Uh, there's also a download link for the worksheet that goes along with this particular episode. Uh, and also, uh, later in the program, I'll tell you how you can access the full four-week Bible study. Uh, we don't have enough time to go uh, into a lot of depth into each one of the topics uh, during the podcast, but we do have a full uh, four-week Bible series on the three essentials for Christian living. So I'll give you the links for that where you can find those a little later in the program. So for now, let's go ahead and get started on this week's topic, which is the topic of spiritual birth. So our objective for uh, this particular episode is basically to consider your personal relationship with Jesus. Uh, where are you in that relationship? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Uh, what's your perception of what it means to be born again or to be saved? In other words, how, to, how do you go to heaven? What does it take in order for us to be in relationship with God in a way that would lead to us spending eternity in heaven with God. So our scripture focus uh, is going to take into account three uh, concepts from scripture. The first is belief and trust in Jesus. The idea of repenting is another. And the third is the idea of obedience. The first verse that we want to consider um, in relationship to this spiritual birth is from the book of John, which is in the New Testament, one of the four Gospels, from chapter 3 in the book of John. 
Uh, many of you may already be familiar with this scripture passage. Others of you may have never encountered it before. Uh, but in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, we see a conversation happening between Jesus and one of the leaders, whose name is Nicodemus. Nicodemus has come to ask Jesus some questions about who he is and about uh, the miracles that he's been doing, the things that they've seen him do. In the course of the conversation, Jesus tells him that in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And Nicodemus begins to ask questions. Well, how can a man that's old be born again? How can he enter his mother's womb for a second time? Uh, and, and not understanding exactly what Jesus is saying to him. Jesus then goes on to explain that there are two births. There's a natural birth that we experience to be born into this life here on earth. And there's also a spiritual birth that's required in order for us to be born into uh, the kingdom of God, to be born into God's family. So as they go through the conversation, we come to verse 16, which is the one that most people may have heard or heard reference to. Um, the verse reads like this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus is talking about himself. Uh, he has been sent to make a sacrifice on the cross, uh, to die for our sins in our place. Uh, and there's a long history behind that uh, as to how we've come to this point. In the Old Testament, uh, the people were uh, sacrificing animals as atonement. They would bring the animals, and uh, the animals had to meet a certain specification, uh, had to be pure. They could have no blemish. All of these things were foreshadowing Jesus for when he was going to come to earth. Uh, all of the prophecies point at Jesus being the Messiah, the Savior, who's coming to save us from our sins. So in this verse, Jesus is telling him that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, the interesting thing about the verse is that most of us, when we read it, we think about it in current terminology. Uh, if you believe in him. Well, what does it mean to believe? Some people have taken that and just assumed that if they believe that Jesus was real, that they believe that Jesus lived at some time in history uh, and that he died on a cross, that they're saved. Well, that's not exactly what the scripture is saying there. The word believe in the original language there is the word trust. So if you reread that verse with the word trust in it, it would say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever trusts in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the idea of trusting in Jesus or trusting in the sacrifice that he made on the cross as being sufficient to forgive our sins is a different picture than just simply believing in your head that Jesus was real and that he existed and that he lived his life here on earth. It's a different concept, a different idea. So in order to be in this relationship the way that Jesus describes it, it has to do with trust, and trust has action implied by it. If I tell you that I trust you, but I won't leave my wallet on the table and walk away while you're still standing there, do I really trust you? <laughs> Apparently not. 
to trust would be to show by my actions that I trust you. So there are some things that the scriptures describe or explain in other parts that help us to understand what Jesus is talking about. If we look in the book of Matthew, in chapter 4, verse 17, the verse says that from the time Jesus began to preach, he was saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what does the word repent mean? Uh, That's not a word we use every day in our language. Um, So if we look that up and we're checking the definition for repent, some people will define it um, as a turning around. In other words, uh, making a 180 from what we were originally doing or the way that we originally thought. If we're headed in the wrong direction, we turn around and we go in the right direction. That's what the word repent implies. But it implies even more. Uh, One of the other original definitions for that word repent is the idea of changing your mind. And the scriptures in other places tell us that uh, we are not, our minds can be renewed when we study God's Word. Uh, so the idea here is that once we come into this relationship, or if we're going to believe, if we're going to trust in Jesus, then our mind needs to be changed to agree with the way that God thinks. Uh, we can't try and force God into our mold. We need to obey the things that He tells us to do. And we'll get to that in just a second. But the idea is that we must change our mind. So if there are things in our lives that we do that currently we think are okay, there's no problem with those things or those attitudes that we have or the way that we uh, deal with other people. We see nothing wrong in any of these things. And then we read in God's Word that those things are wrong. Then if we really trust in Jesus, we need to come into alignment with the way that God thinks, with the way that the Word lays it out. So if we think that it's okay to kill people, I'll I'll use something extreme. Let's say that we think that it's okay to kill people if they're, you know, doing things that we don't agree with. Once we read in God's word where it says thou shalt not murder and he says that it's wrong, then we need to change the way that we think and come into agreement with the way that God thinks. So this idea of trusting or believing in Jesus in order to have everlasting life is the idea of trusting him with every aspect of our life. Uh, When we begin to read in Scripture, we're going to find out that the Scriptures have a lot to say about how we uh, relate to other people, how we handle our money, how we uh, interact in our marriage and with our children. Uh, There's a lot of principles in the Bible that we need to understand. But let me say this at this point, understanding the principles in the Bible and then saying, okay, I I think that's a good idea, so I'm going to use these biblical principles to manage my money, or I'm going to use these biblical principles to raise my children. That's good. It's better than if you didn't, but that's not the same thing as being saved. Being saved means that you've made a personal commitment to surrender your life to Jesus, that you're going to trust him with everything in your life, and that your, uh, your mindset is going to be changed according to the things that you learn and read from God's Word. Uh, so let's take a, another look at a different verse in, in John chapter 14 uh, and verse 15. In verse 15 it says, If you love me, 
keep my commandments. And this is Jesus speaking. So the idea is that he's just tied the idea of loving him to being obedient to the commandments. We need to understand that. If we say that we love him, then we need to come into alignment with what he tells us to do. Because the commandments of God are not there as penalties for, uh, to, to keep us in line. God gave us the Bible, gave us his word, so that we would have a roadmap of how to live our lives in a way that's pleasing to God. And if we trust him, if we truly do believe that God is who he says he is, and that he's faithful to carry out the promises that he has in the Bible, and that he is also looking out for our best interest, then the commandments start to make sense. If we stay away from the things that he says to stay away from, and if we do the things that he says to do, and if we think the way that he says to think, then our lives are going to come out in the way that he intended for them to come out. If we want to be disobedient and walk away from those things, we're going to suffer some consequences as we move along through that process. Um, So there, in a nutshell, is the core of what Christianity really is. Being a Christian means being a follower of Jesus. And in order to do it, the Bible says we need to trust him. We need to think the way God says we should think. And that can only be transformed. Our, Our messed up thinking can only be transformed by applying God's word, by being able to read it, understand it, and then apply it to our daily lives, uh, which means that we have to submit. We have to um, obey. We, and, and that's a hard thing for some people to hear. We have to obey God. Well, I don't want to be a slave. Well, in the scriptures, Paul says many times, and one of the other writers of the New Testament, that he's a slave of Christ. He sees himself that way, not as a negative thing, but as someone who's serving God willingly because he understands that God has our best interest at heart. If we go back into John chapter 3 and move from verse 16 to verse 17, uh, I, I love this verse myself. Verse 17 says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God is wanting this eternal relationship with us. He sees us as being extremely valuable, valuable enough that uh, he's willing to die on a cross for us to be forgiven. Uh, That's pretty valuable. And he loves us. He doesn't want to condemn us. He doesn't want to beat us over the head with the things that we've done wrong. He wants us to come to him for forgiveness and to move forward, to move forward and deeper into the relationship with him. But it all has to start with the idea of believing that Jesus is who he said he is and that he died on a cross for our sins. He was substitutionary. Instead of having to sacrifice animals, Jesus became the last sacrifice. He sacrificed himself for the forgiveness of our own sins so that we can come to him and ask him for forgiveness and be able to spend eternity in heaven by surrendering our lives to him. So that's it. In, in, in summary, that is it. That is what Christianity, the core of Christianity, is about. And from that point that you make the commitment to following the Lord, it becomes an issue of growth, which we're going to deal with next week in the podcast. It becomes an issue of now 
uh, getting into God's Word, learning what prayer is about, learning how to study His Word, and so on down the line. So the question, I guess, at this point is, have you surrendered your life to God's way of doing things? And if not, why not? And if so, how are you doing? (laughs) How are you doing at trusting? How are you doing at repenting and obeying the things that you learn from God's Word? Uh, All of those things are in that worksheet that you can download and in the other Bible study lessons that I'll give you the links for in just a second. Uh, But uh, understand that this isn't Um, any more complicated than what we've just described. Uh, We need to be able to share these concepts with other people. And sometimes I think we become intimidated by that because, well, we don't have all of the answers to all of the questions. Well, trust me, you won't have all of the answers to all of the questions because none of us will ever know everything there is to know about God. Uh, we answer questions based on the fact that God has given us some insight, some understanding of his word, and we share the things that we've learned in that process. We teach one another, and we go to church, and we have pastors and teachers that can help us to understand what the scriptures say. But the first step is to accept the Lord, accept the relationship with the Lord that God has laid out in his word. Trust him, believe him, and then begin to obey. Begin to read the Bible, study it, and come into line with the way that God thinks and the way that God wants our lives to turn out. There's another download that's available to you as well. Um, It is called The Gospel Anyone Can Understand. Uh, I know that this podcast is brief and we can just sort of touch things on the surface for the most part. Uh, unless we separate it into a lot more podcasts. And we'll do that again uh, down the line some. But to get deeper into this, uh, go to the website, christianessentialspodcast.com. Hit the links, download the uh, worksheets, download this uh, Gospel Anyone Can Understand article and read through it. Uh, Send us emails. Send me an email. Ask the questions that you want to ask. And uh, we'll try to deal with those either in uh, future podcasts or I'll respond by email and try to help you to get a better understanding of what God's Word says related to being born again or being saved. Saved from what? Saved from our sins that would lead us to going to hell and being able to spend eternity in heaven with God the way He really intended it. So let's close the episode out with prayer. Father, I thank you today for the opportunity to share your word. I ask that those who are listening would uh, evaluate their own life in reference to their relationship with you. If they're not in a relationship with you, Lord, I ask that you would help them to take that step, that step of faith to trust you and to accept you into their life as their Lord and Savior. Father, on my part, I just ask that you would forgive me for any sin in my life. Help me to be a better follower of you so that I can be a better leader of people to lead them to you. Father, we ask that you would help us in a daily way to surrender our lives to you and to follow you in every area of our lives. Surrender everything that we are to our relationship with you. Father, I just ask that you would do these things. Let your Holy Spirit work in the lives of those that are listening to draw them to you. And Father, we just, again, 
give you thanks for the opportunity to do this podcast and to be able to share your word around the world. I ask that you would bless our time together here in this podcast. Bless those that are listening. We lift it all up to you for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information and resources, please visit our website, ChristianEssentialsPodcast.com. Also, visit our sponsors, ChristianGiftDepot.com and iSuccessAcademy. You've been listening to the Christian Essentials Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe.